So lots of holiday plants going out right now from the garden center, at least here in Prescott. So we're kind of famous for our poinsettias, Christmas cactus, even houseplants are going out. I've noticed quite a few uh, bigger trees, that is uh, pine, spruce, firs, uh, the big evergreen trees. So people are decorating or, or adding to, and it is perfectly fine to plant right now. It is absolutely a great time to plant. I thought I would give you an insider tip on how to plant that in the yard right now. So your, your, your pressure's off right now. So plants are dormant. They're, they're, they're moving, they're alive, but they're in stasis. They're kind of slow motion. And that's why it's so difficult to make a mistake by planting now. If you do make a mistake, it will be you planted it, walked away, and didn't do anything until it wakes up next March. So it needs it's going to need some care over the next, you know, 8 to 12 weeks. It's going to need some water, basically, a couple times a month. And when you're planting it, the secret is making sure you hydrate that surrounding soil well, because that, that moisture will stay there. For a long time, it'll stick, it'll stay around that root ball for a couple of weeks, which is great. Whereas if you're to plant this in March when it's windy and dry, in uh, in June when it's just blistering sun, you'd have to water that thing every two three days. Now you don't, so the pressure's off. The plant likes it because it'll wake up next spring and go, "What what happened? I went to bed. I was in this my I was at the farm and." I was growing in this beautiful bucket and now I'm in the yard. What is this? And so here's a couple tricks, especially for evergreens. So I'm planting some, some uh, Arizona cypress at our yard in between the houses. So I want to block between the two buildings, my house and yours. And I don't want to see you in your kitchen, your skivvies, making your coffee. I just don't want to see that. I want to block that off. And so we're planting some Arizona cypress, the fastest growing of the thick kind of juniper looking types or native looking evergreens. They grow up about 20 feet tall, 12 feet wide. It's perfect for a fast growing screen. And if we plant it now, let's say a nice 15 gallon size, you know, six, seven, eight foot tree, it's going to grow even more next spring because it's going to root out some and it will just wake up and go, it must be okay. I'm going to root, I'm going to grow right here. So I'll get more growth next spring by planting now. Here's how to do it. When you're planting, whatever it is, whatever the size of the bucket is, that's as deep as the hole needs to be. You do not need to go very deep. You're going wide. Roots go, they go sideways. There's nothing down there in Arizona soil, especially elevation. There's nothing down there for them. They're not going to go after more caliche and rock. And there's no soil. There's no richness down there. We're not in the Midwest where you've got six foot of topsoil. They just have more rock layers down there. The roots go sideways in search of more nutrients, more water around the yard. They're going to search out looking for things. And so if you know that's how the roots are going to grow, encourage that. Just go, go all in. The same depth as the bucket, three times the width, kind of saucer shaped. That's the, that's the shape of your hole, planting hole. When you dig that hole, when that soil comes out, if you get any debris that's bigger than a golf ball, that has to be screened out, has to be screened. You need to get rid of that junk. It's just going to heat up in summer. I know it's cool now, but it's going to be hot. Those big particles, they don't, a big chunky rock doesn't hold enough water molecules to kind of keep things moist. 
And so you want to screen that stuff out of there. Old roots, they just sit there and compost in the ground. You don't want that. It robs the nutrients. It'll take nitrogen from the tree you're planting in order to feed the composting roots and weeds and that kind of stuff. You don't leave that stuff in the ground. Get it out of there. Of course, boulders, rocks. Some of you live on the rock piles. I don't know how you dig a hole up there. So you, by the time you get done digging a big boulder out of there, you, there's no soil left. So you might have to bring in some topsoil. We sell topsoil by the bag. So it's for that reason. And so, you, but dig your hole. If it's ideal, you don't have to screen it very much. You just amend what's left over with some compost, so premium mulch. So we do make a composted bark product that looks real rich. It looks like it looks like coffee grounds, only a little bit, little bit bigger. Uh, so you want to add some more organic into that surrounding native crummy soil. You're not going to dig out nice stuff. It's going to be crummy. Blend about 25% premium mulch to your native soil and blend that together. And that's what you're going to use to backfill around that root ball. So as you blend that, if you hit a rock or something and you need to use a little bit more mulch as filler, go ahead. You can go up to about 50-50. After that, it gets too rich. And there you need to really get a bag of topsoil. So, But most of us, we can use about 25 30% mulch to our native soil, blend that together. That's going to loosen up that native soil so it doesn't come back, back down so the roots can get through it faster. And it's going to hold the moisture in around the root ball through the winter. And it's going to attract worms. So the beneficial things that are attracted to the rich, the richness of your soil, it's going to bring them in. And so those are all good things. So you're going to take that plant out of the bucket, loosen up the bottom roots. Rarely, I mean, you should not buy a plant that's root bound. That is where the roots are going spiraling round and round and round. That's just, that's an old plant they couldn't sell last year. So it's a carryover, a leftover, and they're still trying to get it to you. Many times they'll be cheaper priced. They'll be because they're leftovers. They're just, they're getting rid of them. But once a plant's roots start growing round and round and round like that, they never stop. I know they say to root prune it, and that's what you have to do if that's, if that's the case. But even then, when you prune that 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 wrap around root, it's it just knows that's what I got to do. I'm wrapping around. It just keeps growing that way. So just try to if you do see that at the bottom a little bit, just loosen them up a bit. Keep the root ball intact, but loosen the side roots a bit, not a lot, just a little bit. Then you put it. You just you gently put it in the ground. Take that mulch and native soil, wrap it around, just kind of pack it in around the, that root ball to keep it upright. And, and that's what you do. What I do before I put the plant in the ground, because I want to hydrate the surrounding soil. If I'm going to plant these new Arizona cypress, I'm going to have my hose out there. I'm going to hydrate that soil in the, in the root ball uh, to kind of that, that before I even put the root in the ground, I'm going to fill that, that planting hole up halfway with, with water. Not to water the, the plant that I'm going to put in there, but to water the surrounding soil so it doesn't wick water away from this new plant I put in the ground. That's what's going to ensure that plant stays moist for the next couple of weeks. So I'll fill it up halfway with water. I'll set my plant on top in the water on top at that hole. I'll backfill it with the mulch and native soil. Then I'm going to sprinkle a, a layer, a handful or two of all-purpose plant food. 
then I'll I'll top it off by watering it all in at the at the very end, kind of making sure everything is hydrated, and you're pretty much set for a couple of weeks. Now, here's the insider tip: our snows to come can be very heavy. And so especially on fast-growing Deodor cedars, very fast-growing Arizona cypress, these things grow, they're, they're, they just grow so fast, they haven't, the wood hasn't solidified. And so these heavy snows come on there, lighten up on these branches, and then they just weep. They, they fall over almost. So staking your evergreen trees, especially spruce, pine, fir, cypress, cedar, junipers, all these evergreens, stake that. So as the snows come, the plant doesn't load up with 100 pounds of snow and then whoop, fall right over. You'll, you'll, the root hairs will continue forming slowly, but they are still rooting. So it'll keep you from breaking those as it goes over. It won't kill the tree, but why have it wipe back out and have it after heavy snowstorm, have to prop it back up. So staking is the secret for this time of year for trees and shrubs, mainly evergreens. Uh, that you're going to have to do that with. It's it's a game changer. Next year, you could probably cut that off. The stakes only need to stay on for about a year. And then once that new ring of growth forms, it's going to solidify. The roots are underneath it. It will stand up straight in, in even the most ferocious of snowstorms. So that's kind of the insider tip. A lot of folks go, this, this spruce is heavy on its own. It is, and it will stay up by itself until it gets 100 pounds of snow. Then it flops right over. So to stake it, two stakes on either side, just tie it once. Just one, we make a V-strap with some wire, just holds it upright, and it's just going to take the pressure off, keep that plant from, from just flopping over under the weight of all that wet snow. It's mainly going to happen February, March. Those snows are pretty heavy. That's how you plant this time of year. Mulch, food, nice same size hole, three times the width. It's that easy, really. Water it a couple times a week, a month, a couple times a month, and you're good to go. Be right back with more after this.